0: It's Lonely at the Top. And that's an old old saw, but it's very true because there's nobody left. You know, you got to make the decision.
1: Welcome. You are listening to the Jordan Baylor Draft, a podcast that inspires writers to push through their limiting beliefs and blow the lid off of their personal creativity. My name is Jordan Baylor, A filmmaker best known for my animated web series, Love the Moochers. Listen as I sit down with writers to talk methods, habits, lessons learned, and how to make a beneficial impact with your work. Today is a new draft. Rewrite yours and improve. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Jordan Baylor Draft. Today is episode 42, and it's been a nice ride. I think this is the season finale, guys. I need a short break. Now during this break, I'm gonna take off about a month. I'm gonna take off a month. And during this break, I'm going to get you some of the greatest interviews I have ever conducted. It is gonna be a crazy busy month for me. I conducted this interview with this man, Charles Reed, and he's CEO of Get Payroll. And at first I just thought, oh, it's gonna be another cool, you know, business podcast. But what i learned was that when you stick with something a long time it pays off it has meaning it has grit for lack of a better word i spoke with charles he's been doing his business more than 20 plus years and it's growing it's 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 nationwide it's in more than 50 states and 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 the trajectory is going onward and upward. He's he's playing with the big boys now. In our interview, we talked about how he started his business, how he kind of fell into it, conversations with he and his wife, juggling businesses, juggling a work-life home balance, payroll tax, writing books. We talked about it all. But one thing I took from it was that it all has meaning. It really does pay off. Even though you may not think anybody's watching you, even though you may not think anybody sees what you're doing, because only 30 or 40 people are reading your books or watching your YouTube videos or whatever the case might be, it still has meaning, man. Don't give up. Keep grinding. Your breakthrough is coming. I'll be back. Just give me a break for a minute. (laughs) Enjoy our interview. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Jordan Baylor Draft, a series where we dive into the minds of writers, creators, and coaches. This episode is a little bit more business-focused with tax season around the corner. I decided to bring on a man with more than 50 years of financial leadership experience in a broad range of industries, and he's also the author of more than four books. Uh, He's an accomplished tax practitioner, senior executive, and entrepreneur, I have on the line a man who literally wrote the book on payroll processing. He's author of the book, uh, The Payroll Book, A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups. Meet Get Payroll CEO and author, Charles Reed. How are you doing today, Charles? I'm doing well, Jordan. How about you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It was, a, it was a bit of a mouthful. I hope I was able to squeeze in all your accomplishments.
0: <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I, I, I think that it's just a matter of if you live long enough, you build up a resume of accomplishment <laughs> just by living through the stuff.
1: Just by living through it. <laughs> so I like to start off every interview and ask, who is Charles Reed?
0: Yeah, it's I'm a Midwestern boy. Grew up in Iowa. Uh, after high school, I graduated a year early. I'm smarter and all kinds of stuff. And, and anyway, uh, with a D average, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> I went in the Marine Corps for four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, served overseas, combat tour in Vietnam. Came back, met my wife, married her. She had five kids when I married her. Realized that I was not going to get anywhere without a degree, so I went and got my uh, uh, BBA and my MBA in two and a half years uh, and graduated with honors. Uh, So I was motivated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went to work for Texas Instruments, worked in major corporations for a number of years, realized I was never going to run one. I don't have the political skills. I'm unwilling to stab people in the back and throw them off the ladder. <laughs> so, if I was going to run a company, and I grew up in a family business, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to start my own. So, uh, at age forty-three, uh, my wife and I started our own company. Wow! And that was, uh, you know, thirty years ago.
1: Uh, we've been in business since nineteen ninety-one. Wow! Now you're here. So here. You you served overseas and then you came back and then you realized that you need to get a degree and then you ended up at Texas Instrument the the, the calculator company well that's what yep. I know them for <laughs> they do a lot more than that but yeah they the do a lot more companies. than that but I know them for calculators absolutely they do uh, that too what what did you do when you were um, working for TI Instruments
0: uh, financial analyst in the consumer products area including. Uh, calculators and watches, uh, personal
1: computers, a number of other consumer-based products. Oh. So when you started school, did you have any background in business or anything like that?
0: Well, I grew up in a business. So, yeah, I had okay. a background in it, but not I didn't understand it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody does until you run one, frankly. Uh, most of what I learned about business, I learned on the job. Uh, just like my accounting, I learned on the job. I had all the theoretical knowledge coming out of college, but <clears throat> I learned more about general accounting in my first job than I learned anywhere else. I promise you. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, it was a learning experience. Uh, businesses on the job training, and that's you know you can get all the college you want, but until you get out there and do it, you don't understand.
1: So how did you get your first big break in the in your accounting career?
0: Well, obviously, I was hired by TI. I'd already passed my CPA exam in college. Mm -hmm. So I had an MBA CPA, which in the financial world is, you know, the gold standard. Uh, It basically says the MBA says you know everything about business. CPA says you know everything about accounting. So they think they're getting a twofer. (laughs) Uh, So uh, with that, I went to work for TI. Then I went to work for a smaller company in San Antonio as their controller. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And just... You know, learned on the job, Uh, working in various companies and industries, different sizes, different, like I said, different industries, uh, whether it be import or uh, metal bending or Mm. steel, uh, um, aluminum siding or, uh, well, the first job after TI, uh, built jails. Wow. I've been in a whole bunch of jails. Never had to spend the night, but I've been in a whole bunch of jails that we built. We we did about half the steel jail work in the country. Uh, what, what era is this? Is this the
1: seventies, the eighties? What is that? Uh, that was in the uh, very late seventies. Very late seventies. Wow, that's when. Okay. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's when U.S. still had like a lot of control over America. Yeah, that's a, they were a very strong company.
0: They'd already they'd already passed their Zenith before then. Ah, So uh, I worked for Southern Steel and we did about half the steel jail work in the country at the time. Hmm. Uh, We built jails literally everywhere. We did a big one in Conroe, not too far from you uh, in the early 80s excuse me
2: bless you bless
1: you man it's such a such an odd fact like i mean you've done so many like this is exactly what i was telling you before the interview like you've done so many different things it's kind of hard to figure out like where where to go because i i want to learn it all you know um one thing that i've noticed was when i was reading some of your articles is uh you have a gift for taking high concept things and making them like approachable and, and and not scary um How do you approach a book? What's your process? Because you wrote the book on payroll. Like, how did you break that down? Well, I looked at my, my audience, which is small
0: businessmen. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm a small businessman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, You know, I started mine from scratch. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, What do they need to know? Uh, And I added, stories and horror stories and tips don't forget this think about this if you do this this is what's going to happen to you mm. uh the IRS is going to come calling and so on and so forth i wanted to make it something they could keep on their desk or on the bookshelf and when they have a problem pull it down and and look it up there's great index had that done professionally uh and you know it was designed to be for the non-accountant, the small businessman, um, the guy that owns a sandwich shop, a gas station, a, a welding shop, uh, you know, whatever, a dog grooming uh, salon, whatever, yeah. but that has employees and says, "Well, uh, you know, I hired these people now I got to pay them," and you know, I'm getting all kinds of stories from my friends. Well, I should do this and I should do that, and well. A lot of those stories, your friends are going to go to jail over them. They're really doing them. Okay. So don't listen to them. Okay. Oh, you don't have to pay income tax because the 13th Amendment is unconstitutional.
1: (laughs) Good luck with that, baby. Stop taking your business advice from YouTube. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah, please. And, and, And there's a lot of
0: very, very talented frosters out there that will take your money and lead you down a primrose path to reduce your tax uh, burden. And uh, uh, Wesley Snipes found out exactly where it got him. three years in the
1: can. Yep, they locked up Blade, y'all. They're not playing. They want their money. They
0: they're not, they're not play- when well, they lock up Hollywood stars. <laughs> yeah. They're not playing, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So, um my question to you is how did you know that that was your message to like uh you were the person to deliver that message of like payroll and 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 speak to the to like you said like the little man, the the everyday business owner. How did you know that was for you to 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 talk about?
0: It's what I do every day. Hmm. I talk to my clients, I solve their problems, I advise them, I get them out of trouble, I deal with the IRS, I deal with the states, I deal with localities. This is what I do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, We're we're, we're compliance experts. I'm a CPA and a U.S. tax court practitioner, which allows me to represent my clients in U.S. tax court without being an attorney. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of hundred of us in the country, uh, and that's all. So compliance you know we're like we're like insurance for payroll we we keep our clients out of hot water we solve the problems the irs makes millions of mistakes every year believe me there are a hundred thousand people 40 uh, percent are eligible for retirement in the next two years using obsolete technology in many cases some going back to the 1960s mm. and areas don't speak to each other so things get lost and and all kinds of problems and they don't have the training budget so a lot of times people don't really know what they're doing so we solve those problems on a daily basis uh, we really like to do that I'm a problem-solver by nature
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's I said to me I said to myself I have all this knowledge that I deal with on my clients on a daily basis I'd like to get more clients, mind you. So I wanted to produce something that would show people what 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 the rules are, what the procedures are, what to do, how to do it, and then when they realize, "God, that's overwhelming." What's Charles's number? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty much this. This this is my business card now. This is what I hand out. Okay, Mm -hmm. this this is us. We wrote the book on payroll. You know, you got a question about payroll. We wrote the book.
1: I love it. I love the. Um, I love that this is like a entry into your business. That's a really smart way to uh, process your book. A lot of people. Uh, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm not in. I'm not in the book publishing business to make a lot of money selling a book. Mm-hmm. You're not going to okay. <laughs> where where you make money is either uh, seminars, webinars, speaking engagements, uh, consulting assignments, or providing services, and we provide payroll services. You know, there's 5 million small businesses in the country. You know, I'd, I'd like to have about 10% of them as clients.
1: Mm. that make me very, very happy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I love that big thinking. Okay, so, so uh, I was saying this before, but the, you, you since you're in the irs and the payroll processing business this is kind of like your season this is this is the this is like you're like the mariah carey of taxes that's what i like to say because you know she comes out at the end of every thanksgiving and you know makes us listen to all i want for christmas is you and makes 100 million and goes back into her cave and we don't see her until next thanksgiving (laughs) it's the same thing for you right like so so uh what are your priorities during this tax season As a businessman, I mean. Well, over the last 30 years, we've
0: developed procedures
2: Mm -hmm.
0: to handle all this. So we know what we have to do (coughs) almost every day in terms of getting the quarterlies done for the end of the quarter, getting the year-end stuff done, getting the W-2s done, getting all the cleanup and getting them all filed timely. And because of uh, a lot of identity theft, they've reduced... The timelines they've they've shortened them. Used to be as a as a electronic filer, we didn't have to submit W twos to the uh, Social Security Administration until the end of March. Well, it's back to the end of January now. So they've cut our time and 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 made it more difficult. But that's okay. We we can manage. So it's. It's a matter of 30 years of experience. We know everything we have to do, and that changes from year to year. Forms change. Tax laws change. All this stuff changes. So uh, we've got a a set procedure of what we do and the steps we go through. And I've got a a great operations manager uh, who doesn't let me do payroll anymore because, you know, I don't know the
1: software. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's like updated, huh?
0: It's It's been a few years since I've actually done hands-on on a payroll, though I still understand payroll and payroll law. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, extremely well. I mean, you know, I, I wrote the book on payroll.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that you're able to say, I wrote the book on that. It was, was that a conscious thing when you were like... Absolutely. absolutely. When
0: we found that that title had not been used before, mm-hmm. I was just... Flabbergasted. So we we were looking for websites to, to tie with it, and we found the PayrollBook dot com, mm-hmm. which is where the book sat or, or on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. And at that point, uh, we we looked through and we said, "Has anybody used this title? Is it copyrighted?" Mm-hmm. No. Mm. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was a conscious decision to make this our business card, make this our centerpiece, and let people know, hey, if you want somebody knowledgeable on payroll, Mm -hmm. you don't want a, a clerk just to process your numbers. You want somebody that can help you solve problems, fix mistakes, take on the IRS for you. That's us. Okay, if you just want somebody to process payroll, there's a lot of places that can do that, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. Uh, they probably won't do it any cheaper. But when you got a problem, they'll tell you to talk to your CPA. And if your CPA
1: was a payroll person, he'd be doing your payroll already. This episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Sock Season. I have a pair of their unisex essential star quality socks and man, they are comfortable. They truly are. They they, they come in like weird, funky, cool colors. And I'm not just saying this because they paid me. I'm saying it because I'm a big sock guy, and I hate socks that fall apart after a few washes, or they're cheap, or they're they're tight around the toe, or they hurt around the ankle. I've experienced a lot of different socks, and a lot of these companies are cutting corners. I've gotten socks from H and M, different department stores, and quite frankly, I feel like I've gotten beaten a lot of times because I no longer wear the socks, and after a few washes, they either rip or they shrink or I lose a pair, or I lose one of the socks. Those two are on me. But sometimes they're warp and they just lose their shape. But the cool thing about Sock Season is Sock Season has a unique 30-day wash guarantee, which covers socks bought within the first 30 days. Like, if you buy them and they fall apart within the first 30 days, they will replace them. No questions asked. Which is crazy, but that's how much they believe in their socks. So... Go to www.sockseason.com. S-O-C-K-S-E-A-S-O-N.com. Use coupon code OFFSTAGE for 25% off your first order and tell them Jordan sent you because every day is sock season. It's a great, that's, that's, a, that's a great pitch right there. I, I kind of want to go back to when you're 42 and you know, you're 43 and you're, you're contemplating kind of mulling, starting uh, get payroll. Um, you, you were working a job and then you just kind of quit to go work for yourself. Is that where you were at? Or? Well, I was I was working for J.C. Penney's as an assistant controller
0: and we'd moved the shop, especially retail, especially manufacturing operation. We would moved everything from Arkansas down to Dallas be near headquarters. Well, they decided they wanted to move back to Arkansas, Stuttgart, Arkansas, on the rice paddies. And I said, I'm not interested. I spent a year up there getting everything down here. And they said, well, you know, you, you got to go up there. And I said, hey, I got a contract that says, you got to pay me. So their lawyers and my lawyer got into it. Obviously, I needed a job. My lawyer knew a franchise operation that needed a COO. <clears throat> so I went over and joined Financial Express, which was a mobile accounting service, as COO. Mm-hmm. The board was after the president to get rid of the original shop, the original Financial Express office. So I bought it and the wife and I uh, ran it. Uh, a year later, the franchise war went belly up. Uh, The president was dallying with one of the sales girls, and the VP marketing wanted to be president. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One day, the doors were just locked. So we just dropped the name and and put our own corporate logo on it and just kept going. Uh, And that was 1992. So we started in 91, and 92, we went out
1: on our own. When you were going through all that, did it it feel... Like kind of scary because oh, like, as a man, you know, as a man, because it's like you're you, you have the stability <laughs> of a job, and then you kind of end up in another state, and then the job says I want you to move back, and then you go, well, no, I don't want to do that, you know. And then you know your wife's looking at you like, what, 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 what are you doing? You know. Or, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> you I, I, I was very lucky. My my wife was all for me starting my own business. That's beautiful. Uh, I'd grown up in a family business, so my family was four too. Mm-hmm. And it just, was it frightening? Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things I write about in, uh, you know, five things that you wish you knew when you started business, it's lonely at the top. Mm. And that, that's an old, old saw, but it's very true because there's nobody left. You know, you got to make the decision. Uh, you're, you're, you're it the buck stops here whatever you however you want to put it. It's scarier than shit. Believe me.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. No I love it I love it. I love the honesty. Um,
0: and I'm, an, I'm an ex-combat Marine I was still scared.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah man you got so much going on man I love it. Um, how did the Marines prepare you for your like uh, business when you first started? There's two things that the Marine Corps
0: brings to it mm-hmm. discipline. You develop internal discipline. You have to, to be successful, to get along, to to get it done. And the desire to absolutely complete the mission. Okay? The mission's first. The men are second. You're third. Okay? So you do whatever's necessary to complete the mission. So, you know, 12 o'clock at night, I'm still working on a payroll. I don't close up and go home. I just keep working on it until it's done. My client's depending on it.
1: So mm-hmm. I get it out to them. Whatever it took to get it done, we just did. When you first started, what was like the main goal? Was it to get like a thousand people on the payroll? I don't I don't, I don't I don't, know how the... It was to
0: continue to grow. Just and we to grow. we're continuing to do so. Uh, I want to be larger than we are. Uh-huh. So we continue to be. work at it.
1: It just the goal just keeps improving and bigger and bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah, every 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 year we want to get bigger. We we want to have more clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh We want to have more revenue. We want to have more profit. You know, I, I'm sorry, this is a business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I fully expect to die at my desk, and my
1: staff just to take over and keep going. <laughs> just push you over. Just keep finishing. Which yeah, you just did. roll me out and put me in the dumpster. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Finish that contract. I um. Man. The mission will be
0: over. The so mi- I've,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the uh, the tenacity and just how honest you are, man. Like This is very refreshing. Uh, how do you structure your day uh, to get more done? How do you structure your days to get more done?
0: Well, uh, I'll be honest. At my age, I don't work as hard as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come in, you know, morning, nine ten 10 o'clock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that's when I really want to get projects done. The first three or four hours of the day is when I'm most productive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm fresh and testosterone's up and all that good kind of stuff. So I I work on projects in the morning, uh, get them done in the afternoon, phone calls, emails, miscellaneous stuff that needs to get done. Uh, I don't eat lunch. I'm losing weight working on it. Oh, okay. Uh, That's how I keep my calories down to skip lunch. So I just work through lunch and into the day and normally end up around 530 or 6 and, uh, you know, go home. Um, Sometimes I'm in on the weekend. Uh, I used to be in every weekend. I mean, you know, when you're a young entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. it's 80 hours a week.
2: Yeah.
0: It's it's just, you know, I got asked at a meeting one time uh, I was on the panel and they said, what about work-life balance? And I cracked up. (laughs) I said, for an entrepreneur, there is no such thing as work-life balance. There's work. Yeah. Okay. And I was very lucky. My wife worked with me and understood it. And when she retired, she was fine with that. But, uh, you know, uh, for an entrepreneur, there is no work-life balance when you start out. Uh, if you're lucky, you last long enough, if you get big enough, you can build in some balance. But the first 10, 20 years, it's just work, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man that is uh that's kind of the point i'm at like I, I run a small business as well and my business work life it's just work man and then you know you catch up with people and you're in two different places you know you you, you guys can't even really come and converse anymore like not the same you know your mind's still thinking about something at the office and they want to talk about <laughs> something on the news you're like what the hell are you talking about I'm, you know that was the, the worst thing i had to have it i had to break my wife up.
0: We worked together. I mean, we worked in the same office. We worked 80 hours a week together.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And we'd come home. We'd have dinner. We'd get ready for bed. We'd get into bed. And then she'd say, Charles. And she'd bring up one more thing from the day that was bothering her. Now that it was off her chest, she'd roll over and go to sleep. Oh, God. And I'm sitting there. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm processing and thinking and planning, and at two in the morning I'm still doing that. (laughs) So we we had to come to an agreement. You know,
1: at a certain point in the evening, Mm -hmm. no more business. No more business. (laughs) No more business. Do you guys still adhere to that uh, rule or it's not? Ruth passed away five years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. She'd
0: had a series of strokes and we were married for 45 years before she passed. So Mm -hmm. yeah, she's still with me. Mm -hmm. I still think of her quite often. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was the love
1: of my life. Wow, man. That's so great that, um, what you two built together is still rolling. That is, it is. That's such an accomplishment. Oh man. Um, when was it that business began to like start to, when did it like begin to click for you? Cause I've seen, I know you're working and you're working and you're seeing like progress, but when did you figure out that like, oh, okay, I just do this and then that makes it grow? Like what, what age was it in business? Was it like your first year, your first couple months, or was it take like five years into it? What, what was well, it? Exactly? Jordan. Mm hmm. I'm still trying to
0: figure out the best way to make it grow. I've tried God knows how many things over the years. (laughs) Some work, some don't. Some work for a while and quit. You know, we got into the Internet very early, which is why we're in all 50 states. Uh, And we had the first green payroll, and we've done lots of things. I've got a very good marketing staff now we're doing a lot of social media when i started there was no social media yeah (coughs) you know everything was still faxes there was no almost no email i don't think there was email um it was you know letters or faxes you know i had a secretary for a number of years we finally stopped doing that i mean i do my own emails my own letters now if i have to uh world's changed Technology's changed, and that's uh, something you got to keep up with. And we, you know, we try to do that. I've got—we just bought in a whole new set of computers and a new file server, and so on. Uh, it's being installed this week and next. Put in a new VoIP system last week. Well, last month.
2: you um, own podcast system.
0: Now? Uh, I do podcasts. We. Have, <laughs> this is studio. As you can see, we've got a backdrop. I have a full studio here. You can't see it, but we've taken an office and put up sound, and we have backdrops. Uh, green screens, blue, black, whatever. And uh, this is on a webcam, but we have a a quality camera and we can do podcasts here. I don't do many, but we had uh, somebody who was having a problem with their studio so they came in and we did that. We also shoot commercials for our new clients. That's Ah. the deal we make for our new clients. You you start doing payroll and you want a commercial, we'll help you uh, plan, write, shoot, and edit a thirty-second commercial that you can put on the web. So we do that for our, our new clients. It's you know it, it's something that helps a lot of small businesses. Now they have something that looks professional. Michael is my videographer. Wonderful young man, uh, very very talented. If you've seen my stuff on YouTube, most of that that's not po- other people's podcasts is Michael. So we just did the new Valentine one, which is a uh, uh, De Beers knockoff. (laughs) So that'll be out, uh, Michael, what, Monday? Monday. Monday. It'll be out Monday. Monday. (laughs) Monday, Monday, Monday. (laughs) And we do Halloween and Christmas and and other things, you know, just to be out there. And hopefully one of them will get viral and get. A million views. That not happened yet, but you know, yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you find fulfillment from growing your business, seeing how big and how large you can take it. Correct? Absolutely.
0: That, that, realize- that turns me on.
1: <laughs> when did you realize that? Well, like, you know. I watched my father
0: forego substantial growth opportunities because it wasn't him. Hmm. He was unwilling to take on people to allow him to grow. He was a, uh, a micromanager Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, he had, what kind of business was he in? (coughs) He was an insurance consultant, insurance consultant Uh, up in Iowa and Illinois. A lot of school districts, businesses, other things, uh, governments and insurance consulting. Uh, I was successful at it. I mean, we had a nice life and nothing, you know, we didn't have servants and limos and so on, but, you know, we, we ate every meal. Yeah. You didn't miss a meal. Didn't miss a meal. (laughs) Um, So I can't complain, but as I got older and helped him with the accounting and the taxes and so on (coughs) and the sale of the business in the end, uh, I realized that he could have done a lot, lot better if he would have uh, chosen to. He didn't, and that was fine. Him and Mother retired uh, to California and they took Grandmother's house after she'd passed Mm -hmm. and lived a nice retirement in Palo Alto. Uh, And, you know, weren't hurting at all. Uh, Dad left enough of state to make sure Mother was taken care of in whatever style she wanted for the rest of her life. Uh, So, you know, he did his job. But, I saw all the things he could have done and I wanted to do better. So that's why I've got a dozen people working for me. Uh, that's why we're growing. We, we built the building. Uh, you know, we do all these things, uh, so we can grow and be successful and and keep growing. And I, I like that. I want that, you know, uh, Shit, I wouldn't mind having the Rolls Royce limo. Okay, yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I'm too too much Scotch Irish. Uh, um, I, I don't spend money like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just rent it for a week, and you know.
0: Well, I've had uh, one of, one of the companies I work for. He had a Rolls Royce, and he'd have him come pick us up at the airport, and so on. I went. It doesn't really ride that well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Feels like a bucket. <laughs> 400000 it it, it it
0: it it's 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 so heavy and it's sprung so tight. Uh a Cadillac or a Mercedes gives you a much better ride frankly.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. stuff they don't tell you after you after you bit the bullet on the car. Yeah, when
0: you paid in that I don't know what they are now at that point in time they were about 105,000 and that was more than 30 years ago, so they're probably 200 grand now. <laughs> Expensive. I love it. I buy my car used. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, this is a, this is a financial advisor right here, so if he, the man's telling you to buy the car used, you probably should just... Okay, the last car I bought was a Mercedes 300E yeah.
0: with less than 30,000 miles on it, and I paid less than a one-year-old Camry. Mm. Okay. It's a pretty good deal. and still has factory good. warranty on it. Dang. So <laughs> that's, pretty, that's a great. point. that's, that's, put like that's that. yeah. That, that's how you buy cars, guys and girls. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you buy cars.
1: <laughs> Man, I am I am uh, so inspired um, about your your whole story. You know, between being in the military and then using that to take the information that you learn and just build your whole life upon that, and then having a wife that supported you in that level. Yeah. Um, it's I was lucky. Blessed, man. Very blessed. Very blessed. Um, How can the people get in touch with you?
0: Well, the website is GetPayroll. It's right there. GetPayroll.com The book is available uh, on Amazon, Bars and Nobles, or ThePayrollBook.com Or frankly, if they have a question, 972 353 0000 Oh, man. He gave out his phone number, y'all. He really likes y'all. Why not? I mean, you know, I can always hang up. If you're you're nasty to me, I'll just hang up. up. But if if you've got a question, you know, I like to answer questions. I like to solve problems for people. So if it's something I can answer off the cuff, I'll just tell you. I won't won't, won't charge you for a phone call. Now, if it's something we have to research and dig into, uh, there'll be a fee. But, you know, life goes on.
1: Man, this has been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time, Charles. This has been another draft of the Jordan Baylor draft now. Start off the podcast and go right. My pleasure Jordan. Have a good one.